Jesus said, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. How do we let our light shine in this postmodern world? Why does Jesus talk about salt? And what does the Word of God say about sharing our faith and shining our light? This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's Family Shield program. My guest today is Reverend Abel Noor. He grew up in Nazareth, Israel, and came to the United States when he was 16 years old. Reverend Noor currently serves Redeemer Lutheran Church in South Dakota, is the first vice president of the South Dakota District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and travels and lectures on a wide range of biblical topics, including how to live the Christian life in a postmodern world. That is what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Reverend Noor. Thank you so much for joining me today. In the name of Jesus, Saint and Sister Kay, it is a delight to be with you and your audience on this beautiful, good Friday for us Christians. You bet, you bet. Well, we're going to talk again, as I said, about shining our light in a post-modern world. But you had suggested we begin with a prayer. We often pray quietly, but today let's just pray uh, and you lead, please. I surely will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O eternal light, you are the light of the world, and when you were on this dusty roads of Palestine, you asked your saints and disciples to let the light of the gospel shine, because you have called us out of darkness. Be among us today as uh, your sister and servant Kay and myself are communicating through the medium of the telephone to bring glory and honor to your holy name. Use us in spite of us so that those who are still in the darkness of sin may see the light of the gospel and may, by your Holy Spirit's power, come to know you as the source of all light and hope and peace and forgiveness. Be present among us now, O Father, as the honored guest so that those who hear us may not hear us, but hear you speaking to their hearts. To that end we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to talk today about Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Let me go ahead and read it. Then I'm going to let you flush it out and explain it and help our listeners understand it too. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That's from, again, Matthew five thirteen to 16. Tell our listeners uh, a little more about that verse. Uh, it is one of the most beautiful verses in the book of Matthew. Number one, uh, this portion of Scripture was spoken at the Sea of Galilee, which is a portion of what we call the Sermon the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, during that time, chapters 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 were preached by Jesus. And in this portion, after he talks about the Beatitude, he tells us to let our light shine and to be a salt. 
two points I would like to raise. Number one, salt at the time of Jesus has a lot more value than what it has today. At the time of the Savior, salt was as precious commodity as gold because there were no air conditioning, there were no lights, um, you know, switch lights or plug-ins or anything else like this. So they needed salt to preserve life, um, food for us. But the other thing about salt that is valuable it's the seasoning, what we do with it. If you've ever had any food that is bland, it doesn't taste that mm. good. A little bit of salt, it makes it that much better. And too much salt, it makes it bitter that you can't taste it. So it's kind of like um, a little play here. You don't want to put too much. You don't want to put too little, just the right amount. Mm -hmm. And number two, when Jesus talks about us being light, we only reflect his light. We are not the light. He says, let your light shine. Well, we can only reflect the light if we are in the presence of the eternal light, Jesus Christ. It is like this, uh, St. K. We have the sun and we have the moon. The moon on its own does not have any light. It reflects only the sun's light. Mm. Transfer that to the sun, S O. N, not S-U-N, and thus we who have been touched by the eternal light, Christ Jesus, and have seen his redeeming work on the cross of Calvary, reflect that light, how? Both in word and in deed. Uh, today I received an email, I believe I forwarded to you just within the last hour, of a massacre that took place in Syria by Muslims who killed the Christian priest and two of his assistants. Literally, they beheaded him. And as I thought of that, these folks are living in darkness of sin. They have no light in their hearts, nor in their eyes. Neither have they experienced the seasoning of grace from God himself. And so to go back to these points, you and I are called, A, to be salt, not too little, so the food is not bland, and not too much, so that you don't be make it bitter. So that's a balancing act, and at the same token, you let the light shine. Well, the only way that you can let that light shine is if it is reflected from Christ. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to show light, His light, we need to be connected with Him. And how do we do that? Being in His Word, being around Him day and night. When we do, we think of the good that God has given us to do in this world. You bet, you bet. Well, we also talked about the fact that as we shine our light today, we're shining it in a postmodern world. Help our listeners understand what it means when we say we're going to shine our light in this postmodern world. The word postmodern, literally, and we'll just make it very brief right here. In generally, when we say postmodern, we are talking there is no absolutes. By that I mean, uh, if you talk to a postmodern person, which the majority of the people today uh, believe that way, is this. They would say, you have your truth, and I have my truth. If it makes you happy, then that's your truth. But if it doesn't make you happy, then that's my truth. So that doesn't meet. 
But mathematically, 2 plus 2 is always 4. There's only one answer. Postmodern says no. It can be another number. It cannot be, because God's Word is eternal. So when we talk about postmodern, we are talking about people who do not believe there is an absolute truth, that there is a Savior, that there is a heaven, that there is hell, and there is only one way to heaven, and that is through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Others believe all roads lead to heaven, and I'm sorry to say that, in the book of John, chapter 14, it says, no, not that way. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, that is nada in Spanish, no one comes to the Father except through me. So when we speak with postmodern, we need to start where they are at mm-hmm. and slowly bring them in to the context of what it is that we are sharing by saying, you know, you cannot have two truths. You have to have only one truth because it matters. If you don't know what the truth is, your life is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So true. Not a message that a lot of people in today's world like to hear, but it's a message that must be shared because it is true. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, I would rather use the word a message that needs to be shared out of love Mm -hmm. for the souls who do not know this truth. This morning in my prayers, which of course I do that daily, my prayers were, Lord, let me used, let me be used in spite of me mm-hmm. to reach a soul that does not know you. Because I was just working on my sermon for a week from this coming Sunday, and I used portion of the story about the Muslims that I was sharing with you about. And let me just read this one paragraph, and then I'll explain a little bit further why we want to do this. Uh, this is uh, uh, halfway through the sermon. I say, on Sunday, June the 23rd, the Syrian, the Syrian priest Francois Mourad, along with two other believers in Jesus Christ, were beheaded by Muslims in Syria. These people had love only for their own kind. These people have not known the love of Jesus. These people have not seen the love of Jesus in action. They have not hungered for his grace and his forgiveness. But you have, and Christ asks you all to show his love to the world, not to make it a better place, but to make us believers in him and his work of redeeming us. He asks us to show his love because Christ's love knows no limit. Mm. And sadly, many people do not know that. And yet you and I, as believers in Jesus Christ and his beloved children who have been baptized, forgiven, blood-bought, redeemed, and heaven-bound, have a wonderful joy to share that light of the gospel so that people do not remain in darkness. You bet. You bet. I want to make some announcements, and then we're going to come back to continue talking about how we shine our light in today's world. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. 
To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at one 800 847-4836, and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. I also want to mention that you can learn more about Reverend Knorr's writings and speaking engagements on his blog. This is www.afootwasher.blogspot.com. And we have added that to our recommended links. If you don't remember it, you can go to our website and find that. Reverend Knorr travels and lectures on various topics, including living the Christian life, how to witness to Muslims, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, and laugh, love, and live. Just a few examples. Um, Pastor Knorr, right now I would like you to share just a little bit. Every email I got from you uh, at the bottom had... uh, uh, father, grandpa, and foot washer. And uh, the other day when we spoke to prepare for the program, I asked you about why do you always have foot washer? Tell our listeners why you call yourself a foot washer. Well, thank you, Saint Kate. Normally, I don't share that on the air, oh. only because it's okay. It's all right. It's not. It's not a secret or anything else like this. It's because when I take tours overseas, one of my greatest joys as a pastor is get down on my knees and wash the saints' feet. Mm. It is one of those special bond moments that I have with those who go with me. After being in Israel for 11 days or sometimes 14 days, depending on what we are working on, we go to the Jordan River, and that's the one thing that I mandate from every single person that do for me, is to permit me to get down and get down into their feet between their toes and literally wash them off. And as I do, I say a prayer and a blessing to each one, and then I give them all a hug. So it's a special bond between the servant of God and the people who come to the Holy Land with him, because to me, it's more than just a tour. To me, 
It's a spiritual journey where I take the Bible that is black and white and give it color and give it voice and give it movement. That's what I cherish about being a foot washer. Oh, that's fantastic. And even our Lord Jesus Christ washed the feet of the disciples. That is so correct. you're in so good I company. Cannot, I cannot compare myself. I often introduce myself. Uh, I am from Nazareth. However, I am not the man from Nazareth. <laughs> I only speak about the man from Nazareth. So I have an insight. In. And, of course, I can actually say to the people when I visit with them, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> and then I will say, tell me when I'm all done. And, of course, uh-huh. we get a smile out of that. Sure, sure, you bet. Well, thank you so much. I just wanted to give our our listeners a, an opportunity to uh, learn about your blog and a little bit about you. And, and it's obvious, and I know they know that you are a humble servant of Jesus Christ. Um, now, let's continue talking about shining our light. This verse, the, the first one that I read, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You know, a lot of times, uh, Pastor Noor, I, I hear a lot of Christians saying, I have to do all of these things to make sure I get to heaven. And that's just not what God's Word says. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says eternal life is a free gift, not a result of our good works. And yet, Ephesians 2 Verse 10 says, and God has prepared good works for us to do in advance. Oh, and yet we say, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. How do we put these two together? And what is it about good works? Do they save us or do they glorify Jesus Christ? Well, you have tons of questions, but let me just summarize it in these thoughts. Good work is necessary, but capital B, capital B, U, capital T, but not for salvation. We already have been saved. I don't have to do good works. I desire to do good works as a way of thanking my Savior and Lord. Uh, Why is it so tugging on the strings of man's heart to do these things? Here it is. From the moment you were born, St. Kay and myself, what have we been taught? If you want to achieve success, what do you do? You work hard. You work hard. You want good grades, what do you do? You work hard. Study hard. Study hard. If you want a good marriage, invest into the marriage. Mm -hmm. Every aspect of our lives, from the moment we are born, if you want to excel in sport... Practice. If you want to be a good hunter, practice. Everything that we do, humanly speaking, is uh, cause and effect. You do this, this is what will happen. All of this stops when we talk about spiritual life. Because the Apostle Paul said, the spiritual has nothing to do with the natural, and the natural has nothing to do with the spiritual. In fact, they are at odds and enmity with one another. So going back to your question, it feels good. We always want to take credit. Oh, you know, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And I often say, really? How could you make a decision to follow Jesus? How could a dead person say, I'm going to rise from the grave? I've never seen anybody who has been in a casket or officiated at a funeral wake up from the grave. 
the only time anybody has been raised from the grave is when Jesus has said to him or her, Tabitha, kumi, or to the young boy in Nain, or Lazarus, come forth. That's the only time. The same thing spiritually. We are born in sin and dead. Mm-hmm. We have been raised by Christ. Read Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. You were born in trespasses and sins. Well, if you are born in trespasses and sins, you are dead. You cannot be raised. You cannot come to a decision to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. You can't. Only the Holy Spirit makes that work in your heart to make it possible to allow you to know the grace of God. When you do, You say, thank you, Father, for redeeming me, for saving me, for forgiving me. Let my life be a reflection of your love in all that I say and all that I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, we then are saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ, but we do works to, sh- to sh- tell others what he has done, but not to save us, not to gain eternal life, not to get brownie points with God even, just because um, God has prepared works Amen. for us to do. Amen. May I ask you a question, St. Kate? Sure. Are you married? Yes. Okay. Do you do things for your husband just because? I do. He, okay, 40, so 47 years we've been married. Good for you. I've been married uh, 36 plus, and uh, we are shooting for 60, God willing. Good, now, good. having said this, you already are married. So you are not doing anything to impress your husband so that he can marry you, correct? Correct. But you do it, why? Because I love him. Thank you. Apply that to your spiritual walk of faith. We have already been saved. We have already been redeemed. We already have been forgiven. We already are the children of God. God loves us. We are already connected to Him and with Him. But through Him, we say thank you. Not so that I can be saved again. I'm already saved. Mm -hmm. It's my way to express my deep appreciation to my Savior that I love Him, I thank Him, and I want to honor Him. You bet. Well, we have about five minutes left, Pastor Noor, so I want Boy, you... Oh, you are quick. Your time goes away quickly. <laughs> yes. So, but that, that's a good amount of time. I want you to share a little bit more with our listeners about shining our light in today's world. Well, you know, one of the things people uh, always say, what programs works best? What, what things do you do to make um, the light of the gospel shine? And I often say there is no one program that works for all people. But the best thing that I can say to people about how do you let your light shine is be the man and the woman, the boy and the girl that God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. Just like you are married, so am I. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm in private or in public, I express my deep appreciation for my wife. Yesterday we went to visit my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law. On the way home I said to my wife, thank you for a beautiful day. Did she force me to do that? No, I thanked her. Today we had lunch together. I said, sweetheart, it was a wonderful meal. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Those are little lights that you send out. You do your income tax. Nobody's watching you. 
you send in the proper amount. You're driving down the street. Somebody is on your tail. Let them pass you. Don't give them the finger. (laughs) Don't start cursing. Just let them pass you. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that we can do to let the light of the gospel. And don't just do it when everybody's watching. Mm. Don't do it when everybody's watching. Do it especially when no one is watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, to let the light shine is you let the life of Christ permeate in you. Mm-hmm. Because Luther once said, we are little Christ to the world. Yes. That's what we do. Yes. I can't be Christian on Sunday morning for one hour when I put on my best clothes. I am a Christian 24-7, mm-hmm. whether I'm in church or not in church. I, I got to tell you, this is cute. Uh, the other day, I went to the senior citizens here, just a small community where we live, because some of my parishioners were inside, and I knew they played cards, so I stopped in to say. And all of a sudden, one of the players, not from my congregation, from uh, uh, another uh, congregation. Also, I know him from the... Oh, hey, you guys got to behave. The pastor is here. (laughs) Okay? That's what I'm talking about. Uh Let's not just put on a facade. Let's not just put on a face. Oh, we are on our best behavior now. No, 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 no. Totally love people Mm -hmm. and let them see you so that they can truly appreciate the love of Jesus to you and through you. Absolutely, absolutely. On all of your emails, I know we're winding down here, but I want to read this. I see this verse, or the last one anyway, you sent. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion uh, until the day of Christ Jesus. Jesus. And certainly God has begun this in us, and it's all about him. We will fail. As Christians, we do sin. That's why we need a Savior. Even as Christians, we don't always do what we should do. We ask for forgiveness. He forgives us. And we continue to shine our light uh, and uh, live our faith in the way that he would want us to do. So just a any quick comment. We have one minute left. If, uh, what you said is very, very true. All you have to do is ask my wife, and she'll tell you that sometimes <laughs> my light is not shining at all. Well, we all know that's where we're at often in our lives, uh, and and we know that we must go back to, to the Lord every day, sometimes every hour, to say, I'm sorry, Lord, will you forgive me? Help me shine my light more effectively. Again, my guest has been Reverend Nabel Noor uh, of uh, uh, Redeemer Lutheran Church in South Dakota. It's been a great pleasure to have him. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Let me mention his blog again, www.afootwasher.blogspot. Dot com. If you want to learn more, Family Shield's website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.